Viewer discretion is advised. I gotta be honest, this is the first time anyone called the police for their lawyer driving around with drugs and guns. Fentanyl. Behind the uh, driver's seat. Looks like there's a lot of semi automatic handguns. Where did he get you those things? What you gonna do? You asked to ride your truck, you're riding my truck. It's gone. Hey kids, it's your old pal, ML Elric, and to, to take a, a beat from an old song, we're reunited and it feels... So good. Sean Windsor back in the studio from Vegas where he caught a social disease. It's called Twitter or Threads. No? Okay. Great contribution, Sean. Sean's right back. off the bat. Right. Coming in firing. I love it. That, that familiar. Does your mic not work or does your mouth not work? I think it works. <laughs> it is okay. And Mark sure. Fellhauer. Hi. Has never left us. My fat he's, mouth always works. He's, he, well, that's. That's what it said on OnlyFans. Uh, I was just distracted about this story that Mike wrote, but we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> Jesus. It was, uh, it Firing people before. Uh, a magnum you know. opus oh. of, of journalism. And uh, if you caught me on the Drew and Mike show yesterday, I forgot to ask Drew whether he thought the city of Detroit was virtue signaling when they either hired or fired this lawyer who they did not know was uh, awaiting trial on drug trafficking and gun charges until it was reported in the free press on Sunday. We also provided some police body camera video uh, that was, um, it was edited very skillfully by Kelly Jordan, one of our colleagues in the photo department. We have some more video we're going to show. This will be more of the adults-only version where it's not beeped out. You'll hear the police and the suspects as they truly spoke and if you do not subscribe to us on youtube it'll only take you a couple minutes to go to ml soul of detroit subscribe you'll be able to watch this video as we talk about it and if you hit the alert the little bell there you'll always know when we go live so it's a great way to support the show and it's a great way to make sure that you get everything we have to offer because today this is a multi-media smorgasbord which is swedish for eating a lot of shit could it be back, by the way? There is a three-minute delay um, from the West Coast. Uh, so uh, from time to time, you will hear Sean. If it sounds a little bit like a non-sequitur, he's probably just responding to something that happened earlier in the show or perhaps uh, just the other day we were sitting down and he said, I like Triumph too. And I said, Sean, that was in episode 205. I like it when you sing so, Triumph. No, I said, by, I said by the way, so that helps a little bit. No, it's just I, I'm still hot. I think you've always been. I uh, no, not I'm not hot like you two are hot. I mean, and I say that know, because temperature I know you're, hot. Oh yeah, yeah. It's so hot. My flight was canceled back. Is that manopause? My you're flight going was canceled. Yeah. No, it was so hot. Uh, the, How hot was it? I don't know. 118. I guess that's not terrible, but uh, yeah. Was it the dry heat? Something to do with the tarmac and yeah, fuck the dry heat. So with a breeze, which is like a convection oven. So uh, he's I talking. There was going to be a punchline. It's so hot. How hot was it? Punchline. 
Yeah, there's no. Punch Maybe line. we'll get it in four minutes. No. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'm yeah. So glad you're back here. Stand by. So no punchline. Uh, he's talking tarmac. We had Bob Carmack. We're talking Triumph. Last week we had Derek St. Holmes who uh, talked about how Did he played for Triumph. No, but Rick Emmett of Triumph okay. has expressed his appreciation for Derek and Ted uh, Nugent. No, I thought he was going to say how he exp- thought he could be uh, he, how they should be in the in the rock and roll. I thought he was going to say express an appreciation for you doing Triumph. No, 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 no. Even even Triumph the Comic Dog doesn't appreciate mm. my That's my favorite favorite my episode. Is when you sang Triumph. Fight the good fight. And also. Yeah, I think it was our swan song, as a matter of <laughs> fact. So, into a nice hiatus. Yeah, but this show and all shows are brought to you by David Hall, who has been a sponsor almost from the very beginning, sponsors all the Red Shovel Network shows, and we really appreciate that, as does Luke Nowacki and Pinnacle Wealth Strategies. We'll tell you in a little while how they can help you get a house, get a future, Save money, make money, and basically, you know, get on the right track financially. We're also brought to you by the Cadu Cafe, where on Friday, the Smiths United will be playing. That show was sold out yesterday, and you know how I know I bought the very last ticket. And you know how I know I bought the very last ticket? I tried to buy two tickets, and it would only let me buy one ticket. And after I bought that ticket and tried to buy another ticket, it said sold out. But I understand, weather permitting, they will be adding more shows, so go to cadjucafe.com. I'm confused. Why, oh, why do you have to buy that ticket? Why? Because they play I play in your backyard. I support local music. That's I'm not. I don't. Uh, I don't go to anybody we do business with and say, "Give me free shit." I'm there to support them, just like anybody else. And as you know, reporters shouldn't be taking free stuff. That's not a good. It's not a good habit to get into. Uh, also, opening up for the Smiths United is. Um, <sighs> I love these guys. Playground Twist, which when it comes to cover bands, these guys are very niche This is a Susie and the Banshees what? cover band. Yes. Really? And, and uh, Fake Susie is really, really good. So uh, lots of great stuff going on there. But I do want to take a minute before we get to this uh, story on Sunday. I did it on the Free Press on Sunday. Subscriber only, so we do appreciate it if you subscribe. It's like 99 cents a month, so it's not that bad about a lawyer who worked for the city until I made a phone call and informed the mayor's office about what else she had going on in her life. But we are sponsored by the bricklayers and allied craft workers. Sean will tell you, because we used to play basketball, that I've been a bricklayer for a long time. This is a different oh, kind of bricklayer. A good positional rebounder, though. Uh, I, not, not too bad. I uh, got a little bit of a hook. Like to go to such, the a, such a bad pun. Hustle, hustle player, energy player. I can I can distribute no hands though, just uh, hands of stone you might say to get back to our bricklayers. <laughs> the bricklayers and allied craft workers of local two Michigan are looking for hardworking men and women all throughout the state of Michigan. Whether you have experience in any of the trowel trades or not, there's an option for you. If you have no prior experience and there are free training opportunities with job placements starting at twenty six sixteen an hour plus benefits, so. If you're training, you're going to make over 25 bucks an hour with benefits. That's pretty good because you can earn while you learn as a registered apprentice. Experienced tradesmen and women in building new or restoring old masonry, installing tile, marble or terrazzo, caulking or finishing concrete make anywhere between 26.16, which is your training wage, and 37.20 an hour plus benefits like Blue Cross Blue Shield health insurance, two pensions and an annuity year-round training, workshops, and certifications with the possibility of more. How could there be more? Well, it turns out there is a possibility of more. And here's part of it. 
referral and signing bonuses of $2,000 for journeymen and $1,000 for experienced apprentices. Now, do we get a $2,000 referral bonus if anybody calls because of this? No. No. You got to be a tradesman to get there. Okay. So, <laughs> so trades folks, gig, if Tough you know job. somebody who might be a good fit for this, refer them and maybe yeah. something will work out for you. Anyways, you can visit bricklayers.org. That's B-R-I-C-K-L-A-Y-E-R-S.org to learn more about what Local 2 has to offer or take the next step in building your future Today, today, today. Nice. Well do we done. Have an echo effect? No. Next time. Well, wait, maybe we do. Hang on. Do it again. Do it again. Visit bricklayers.org to learn more about what Local 2 has to offer or take the next step in building your future today. Not the kind, not the, not the delayed, layered one you wanted, but more like, more like being in a cavern. Mark is still getting his apprentice. Or at the Hollywood Bowl. An empty Hollywood Bowl. It's, uh, it's, uh, they said, Sean Windsor, free admission. Everybody's like, yeah, I think I'll cut the grass tonight. Yeah, no, that's where Mike feels like his li- he lives his life, right? In the Hollywood Bowl? Or whatever stage, yeah. No, it's in the fish bowl. I've come to just fully embrace these non-sequiturs that Sean has. You know what, though? He, I it love may, it. I it may really connect to something that happened earlier in the I day. Know. We don't know. Oh, no, That's t- what's fun about it. It's like oh, playing a no, game. No, no, I just, uh, yeah, none of it None of it matters. I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> wow. Um, well, uh, this nihilistic. That's why you're here. This nihilistic moment brought to you by Sean Windsor. <laughs> <laughs> oh. By the way, he beat you here today. He was here before you. I was very impressed, Sean. Well, the break wasn't long and y- enough. You know why I was a little bit late? And I'll tell you why. To those of you watching, it's not to see you, Mark. Are you trying to position as, yourself as a victim here? To, no, it's to, to see you, Mark. Thank you. Good to, to see you too. To those of you good watching, about Led, Mike, we had a good my, Led Zeppelin talk and before then the Mike show came. I know we were having a nice talk. Oh well, it went over <laughs> like a lead balloon. Um, the reason I was late, in part. And for those because you drive a Riviera on, on YouTube, and um, because even though you'll buy Smith United tickets, you won't buy uh, you know spend any money on a car. Uh, they didn't give me that car. And let me tell you something: when you buy a 1985 car, you never stop spending money. Well, that's what I mean. <laughs> I mean, you know, you pay in the back end. You like the back end. I think that was vaguely sexual. No, I don't mean it that way. He, here's for those of you watching. Here's one of the reasons I was late. I, I had to stop Ooh. by to pick up a little something for Mark. No, why? Where did this come from? It's a uh, Michigan uh, Rose Bowl hat. I want to see how it looks on you first. And I, you, I used to wear hats all the time. I never wear them anymore. Look at that! Look at that! Look how expertly. Like Bo, or no? Was that uh, was that Dr. Lloyd Anderson? or Gary? Oh. who was ninety eight? Ninety eight. Lloyd. That's Lloyd. Okay, yeah. it's Lloyd. So uh, my neighbor had a yard sale and it didn't sell, so I. It was in her trash. That's awesome. I'll wear it. Okay. So, I should have disinfected it first. No, I think yeah, oh, I should have looked inside it first. <laughs> I thought you weren't supposed gross. to take. <laughs> look, look how gross it is inside there. I thought you weren't supposed what? to take free things. Huh? This was trash. I, I, this is recycling. Yeah, but it was yeah, still on our property. <laughs> uh, I also take her trash out, and I was I was fixing a flower box very that nice she had you. taken down. I don't think that's really why you relate. I think you relate because I've diagnosed you uh, with a syndrome that I just recently learned about called time blindness. Have you ever heard of time blindness? I heard you guys talking about it. Yes. yes. I, I'm, but, a, I'm aware of that. Do you think you have time blindness where you don't know how long things take or what? No, time? I do. no. In fact, I... Oh, I'm so you're the, just selfish? No, I'm, the, I'm overcommitted. That's the problem. I was filling a cooler with beer for our softball game but then I realized after I was driving here, the softball game is Wednesday. So I 
<laughs> that would be time blindness. But luckily, I did also pack my bag for soccer, which is tonight. No, let me tell you about anybody who's spending time on TV, and you should know this in broadcast. Not that, not that Drew and Mike ever kept to a really uh, tight clock, but you know. Oh yeah. What you can do in a minute and 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. If you've mm-hmm. been in broadcast, this notion of, we got to hurry, we've got two minutes. Like That's a long two time. Two minutes? It's a long time. Shit, I'm going to start a book. You know, I'm going to I'm gonna bake a casserole. So, no, I am very aware of how what long it can take. The problem is... Uh, Tuna? I do not eat fish. Sorry. No what? Fish. You don't eat fish? I don't eat fish. Wait, I've known you this long. I've never known you don't eat fish, any kind of fish. So like a hamburger casserole? Well, you spent a lot of time talking about dietary restrictions with your friends. Soup? Well, no, I think that's really, I, I've always, every time I eat an egg now, I think of like, why doesn't MLL work like eggs? They're delicious. They're awesome. And I wrote like, a column about eggs last week. Hey. <laughs> uh, this moment brought you, not by the brick By the egg council. Yeah. This is the unskilled trades. I didn't that know you were such a picky roughly. eater. That's crazy. I am. I'm pretty. I am pretty picky. But, right. uh, but no. I. I just. Um, I. I'm overcommitted. I have too many things going on, and so I try to get too many things done, and then uh, I end up uh, counting on every red, mm-hmm. red light being green, every wind being a tailwind, every lane being open, and. So you're not time blind. You're just selfish. Well, no, you're a man of the people trying to do a lot of things. Speaking I'm, of giving to the people. I'm trying to do things for other people. I Mike got your hat. Out, I brought uh, some beer for teammates. Mike I, uh, passed out corn dogs at his gathering not that long ago. That's true. You are a very nice man. I uh, are you a corn dog to do guy? With the corn dogs. Teresa made those available. I, I think those should be covered by the uh, Nor- Nuremberg. Uh, do you like corn dogs? No. Okay. That shows your unselfishness. No, this is my point, Mark. He passed out corn dogs at a gathering, even though he didn't like them, because he know other people. He knows well, he other to get people him out of do. his house. Yeah, maybe I just he didn't want him in his house. See other people get sick instead of me. It could have been. Uh, I guess if you're, yeah, you're a very a nice guy. I don't know if uh, Denasia Neal is that her name. I don't know if she would agree. Oh, Denasia. Um, yeah, she was doing a good job by your own reporting. Well, that's what the city said, but they're the same ones who fired her, so I don't know if we can take them at their word, but uh, they somehow right. seemed to miss that she had lots of court dates while she was working for them, so I don't know uh, if she was- just a little fentanyl. Working from home. It wasn't a little fentanyl. Yeah, it actually was what is known as dope dealer weight, uh, two bar size. So she two- was an entrepreneur. Well, she's innocent until proven guilty. We don't know. She may have just borrowed the wrong car and gotten sucked into a, uh, a plot- that she had no part in except to be uh, an innocent victim. This is all going to be determined by our justice system. But I got a tip last week that the city of Detroit had a lawyer who was trying to get out from under some drug trafficking charges by claiming that the police made an illegal search. And after checking with the city, we found out, yes, indeed, she did work for the city. She did work in the law department. And they knew nothing about this mainly because the city of Detroit is a ban-the-box employer. Now, ban-the-box is created to give people a second chance. If you've had a mistake, if you've, if you've gotten caught up in something and you've turned your life around, a lot of employers won't give you a second look once you check that box that says, I've been charged with a felony. And so the city of Detroit and quite a few employers are trying to give folks a chance to get back in the workforce because how can you contribute to society if no one will give you a chance to work and that's a fair a fair position i think now the i, I pro- want to talk about ban the box okay. at some point today oh, it doesn't have to be now but 
Yeah, well, I mean, so uh, so my position on that, um, if you want to get it now, or we can pick it up in well, a minute. We can start there but, now, and, but, and then yeah, it and frames. then and let's tell people how it applies when, and we'll we'll get to our video in a minute. Uh, so still time to subscribe to YouTube, but the thing is, I I am a big believer in giving people a second chance. We had somebody who's doing some odd jobs at our house, uh, seemed a little sketchy. We checked him through Otis, which is the offender tracking information system, where you can see people who have been in prison and uh, we found out that he had some drug offenses and Teresa said, you know, look at what I found. And I said, well, that explains his teeth because we figured he was a meth head and, you know, he kind of had the, that wonderful orthodontia that you get from, from smoke and meth. And she said, well, so we should probably never use him again. And I said, no, we should use him again. We just should make sure that he's not there alone with the tenants that we're yeah. supervising him, you know, all that Did other do stuff. Good work. He did fantastic work, and he'd still be working day if he hadn't disappeared on us, which makes me wonder uh, if maybe he fell off. The, and he always wanted cash. He always wanted to be paid in cash. So there was always that, too. But my problem is... Wait, you have a problem? Many. In fact, this show's not long enough to get into them. But the issue to me is not that you don't disclose what your problem is. The problem is employers who will hold that against you. It's not that you made a mistake and that we shouldn't know about it. No, I think we should know about as much about you as we possibly can before we hire you. But we should have a more enlightened attitude that says, that was a long time ago. Look what they've done since then. Oh, but if you're they an made employer, a good impression on me. I don't know. If you're an employer, though, and especially, I mean, now is a little different because people need employees. But if you can have your pick, you're not going to want somebody that had a felony. I get it. I do too, I but with this expungement, you know, now we have people well, who probably shouldn't be getting guns who can get guns. The problem isn't the record. I mean, the, the record is a problem. There's no getting around that. To me, the problem is how we treat people with the record. We're, we are not giving them a second chance. We're basically saying we still have biases, but if we're ignorant, then we won't let our prejudice kick in, which to me is like, no, no, let's change the mindset and not, I want to know what you did so that I can tell you don't do it again and, and keep an eye on you and help keep you on the right path well, that, instead of, oh, point, shit, I guess everybody's cool. To that point, please correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not terribly well-educated. No, you're it's right. Sean's Jesus. <laughs> but so ban the box. It's, it's all felonies. We have different levels of felonies, right? I mean, some can, like, murder, right? Uh, you're your life in prison. But then uh, your third DUI is a different class of felony. So is ban the box all felonies? Then, then that's kind of my problem with it is that it, we're on all or nothing society lately. There's no nuance in anything. But if there's different levels of felonies, some are a lot worse than others. Kyle yeah. just said I was hired on this podcast because of the ban the box policy. Yeah. Well, yeah, no. I don't know about all your felonies. That's, that's stealing, not exactly true because with ban the box, once you hire somebody, you can do a background check. And we have not done a background check on Sean. I have no background. I don't want to. I don't want to. have jeopardized his. I have no background. I don't care how, meth, how much meth he does. Here. Just a, a, a yeah, I'm but, nothing. But, but do, you, do you understand my question? Like, oh, so I do. I do. Box Entirely. Is all felonies. Uh, which they're all different levels of felonies, right? That's true. But so let's let's take an example of I am I'm getting ready to hire an employee, and maybe they are the one who has three DUIs. Are they handsome or no? Uh, if I know them, I'll tell them. Okay. But if not, I certainly don't want to comment on them. Okay. I wouldn't want them to. Just be curious. Just yeah. I'm learning. I'm growing. What I'm what I'm really what but, I'm but, really. But hold on, what, let me just finish that thought, yeah. Mark. If you have the three DUIs and I hire you, uh, I'm probably not going to let you drive do mm -hmm. deliveries. But if you're my accountant and you can get to work, 
Why not? If you have, well, if, if you, you embezzle, and I don't know. Once again, perfect. I don't know the I don't know the level of felonies, but you embezzle. Perfect. I don't want you doing my books, but you can go try for me. Exactly. So I want to know what your background is. First of all, because I want to know what your background is. Second of all, because I think my other employees, I want to make sure they're not put in jeopardy. And third of all, if I'm going to give you a chance, I want to put you in a position where you're not subject to temptation. If you're an alcoholic, probably not going to make you my bartender, sure. but you can be my host or hostess. You can mop the floors. You can be a chef. And I, I think we this we're, we're not trying to fix people's attitudes. We're trying to pretend that nobody's ever made a mistake. And we've all made a mistake. We're born of sin, Sean. Thank you. We're, we're born of corruption. <laughs> Thank you. Woo, just, woo, 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 woo. Sorry, that's a James moment. Oh no, that's what? that's a reference that no one gets. World of confusion or whatever. So um, not corruption. What? Huh? Sorry. What? Anytime Where I can. At? What's going on? Anytime I can sing James or or Rick Emmett of Triumphite. So wait, you really hate the bear, Mark? <laughs> We've had this conversation. I did. Uh, uh, just, you are one track mind. I think it's no, time I'm to just, do a background I, check on Sean. But but it's weird because they uh, disclose a a blunt force trauma to the head. Society's come a long way with how we view felonies, particularly with marijuana. I mean, it, it's recreationally legal here. Um, fentanyl's different, so not all drugs are the same. It's just there's got to be some kind of nuance. As an employer, I would want to know that. Do you know? Do you, can you explain the definition of, of that word to Mike, please? What's that? Nuance. Well, yeah, everything's not black or white. There we go. There's a lot of gray areas. Everybody's different. But when you're filling out an application, I don't know. I just I wish there was a different way to do just instead of do you have a felony? Do you not have a felony? So No, and I'm with you. I'm with you 97% because I think the issue is not what you did. It's how we feel about it. And if we don't know about it, we can't keep an eye out for you. We can't put you in a position where you're more likely to succeed. So the whole idea of ban the box, it's really not about giving people a second chance. It's about not allowing people who don't believe in giving people a second chance an opportunity to deny somebody a second chance. Well. Do you? Ooh, okay. We got. I got deep. So going back to your story, do you really think if um, or long? <laughs> so if Detroit had the ban the box, you don't think she ever would have gotten the job because she hasn't gone through the process yet. We're talking about Denise Neal again. Yeah, it's been a while since I filled out a, a job application, but I think they do ask if you've ever been charged, charged okay. with a felony. Okay, I, I don't remember specifically, or are you facing criminal charges? There's something that talks about your history, but but frankly, based on the background check I performed, which was the same one the city performed, which was iChat, which is a service provided by the Michigan State Police, nothing shows up on her record. So unless she had disclosed something, she would have sailed right through as she did. And, and we should be clear, uh, she didn't deceive anybody because nobody asked her. So, you know. Um, well, I mean, the body cam footage doesn't do her many favors. I, I, I really object to people. And there were some comments that said this and we joked about it yesterday that you got her fired. It's no, she did it. She got herself fired and she probably shouldn't have been hired in the first place until this is cleared up. What you could also argue that she shouldn't have been fired because as the city said, she's well, innocent until oh, okay. proven guilty and she hasn't been convicted of anything. So maybe they shouldn't have fired her. Well, if if I brought it up to him, say I just called and brought it up to him and I don't work for the free press or any column, I don't know if they would have fired her. But because the free press and it's public and you wrote it and it was front page, they were going to fire 
Well, and in in Conrad Mallet, who's the who runs the law department, in his comments about why she was terminated rather than suspended. Um, well, I shouldn't say. I, my understanding is in her position, you can't be suspended; you have to be terminated. But at any rate, let, well, let me ask you this too. Sorry, he, he said one of the reasons they fired her is because of the this becoming public, and it would undermine her ability to to perform her job. Which she's involved in demolitions. I don't understand how somebody knowing huh. that you were charged with a crime is like, oh yeah, you you can't talk to somebody about tearing down their house. That that explanation seemed a little thin. It seemed to me more that they were embarrassed more than anything else. Well, that's what I want to jump back to. What exactly did she do for the city of Detroit? What was her job besides just being a lawyer? So she, to, just to, to set the clock here, she was pulled over yes, in please do. July of 2021. In fact, almost two years to the day in a Range Rover with three gentlemen. They took a turn without using a signal. They had the front windows of the SUV were tinted, which is illegal. Cops started talking to her and she didn't want to give her ID. She didn't want to roll down the windows. And so this led to a whole thing where they searched the car and they found drugs, guns, open alcohol, you know, all kinds of stuff. She was hired by the city in April of 20. 22 so nine months later and in her approximately 15 months with the city she's had three different roles that i'm aware of she worked for one department called creo which i think is uh sort of a uh uh i think it's like a, a creating opportunity for people it's sort of a diversity trying to 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 bring more um work to underserved uh, businesses and communities. I, I got to double check what Creo means. Then she was with the Business Opportunity Program, which is interesting because she had a business on the side, so she really did believe in creating business opportunities. And most recently, and I don't know when she started there, she was working in the law department in the fight against blight. So it sounds like she was going after derelict landlords and people who own buildings that need to be demolished. Now, and what did she do before she worked for the city? She worked for some other law firms. Um, she has that on her LinkedIn page. It looked like she actually worked for quite a few law firms since she got out of college. She's fairly young, so I don't know if that means she was ambitious and kept moving to better jobs. Was she employed when she got pulled over and arrested? Do you know? Uh, that I don't know. I'd have to check her LinkedIn profile, but I, I, don't, I don't remember seeing any gaps in her employment, and I... I'm not sure when she started her own law firm, her side hustle. That was the website was well, dated 2022. I only ask because, um, you know, background checks, the box, that's all nice and well and good. Did they not check with references if she was working with someone and why they let her go, if they indeed let her go, or if she left? Well, a lot of employers don't want to say anything negative about an employee who's gone just because they're afraid that employee will come back and sue them if they don't get the next job. I, I know uh, some some bosses That's not confidential. who have said, we, we basically just say nothing or are very guarded in our comments about an employee that we did not think was a very good employee because we don't want to get caught up in anything. So... And having worked for law firms, I'm sure they're all thinking, well, we don't want anybody coming back yeah. after us. Or they may have been thinking, we want to get rid of her. Until she gets another job, she's going to work here. I mean, I, I don't know the answer to that, but I can see lots of reasons why an employer might not say, hey, by the way, uh, Twinkle Toes here is on trial for moving major weight and having a gat. Yeah. So uh, you might want to consider that. Anyways, I got to go. Uh, or you could just lead them in the right direction. Of, yeah, they're no longer with us. And, you know, why don't you check this out? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you could say, well, they seem to spend all of their... 
they, they seem to spend a lot of their free time defending themselves against drug trafficking charges. Lawyers are very good at double double speak and double talk, so and yes. how to cover their ass. They they even learn another language. So they I, can... it just the city dropped the ball in hiring her in background check. I mean, clearly. Well, they followed their own procedures. I mean, they they didn't ask her to disclose anything, and once she started working, they say they anything. ran a background yeah. check and nothing came back. I don't know whether they really did run a background check, but if they ran the kind of background check that they told me they ran, I ran it too, and nothing came hmm. up. So, so I mean, well, that was smart. Double check their work. Trust but verify. You're a good reporter. That's, that's what we do. Very good. If your mother says she loves you, check it out. I. I never try and check Your it out. Your mother doesn't love you? No, I'm just, if she tells me once, I'm not going to take <laughs> a chance. I don't want to, I don't want her to reconsider. If she says like, <laughs> well, now that you mention it, you've given me a lot of reasons. I don't want to do she that. She should love you. Sean, you're slowly morphing into Larry King. She should Are you saying totally your mother doesn't love you? <laughs> Where was your mother? Um, uh, your mother loves you very much. <laughs> She 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 definitely is a very although she just told me on Sunday that she she loves you she she does love me but she said she's having some trouble with her her right shoulder her labrum is it and I was thinking isn't that the wooden spoon swinging arm I'm ah, like there that's karma. justice oh there you go did she ever apologize for that <sighs> I was afraid to ask did you ever apologize to her for yelling at her son in front of her no but I did apologize to my kids for yeah a couple of spankings when they were little. Corporal punishment, Sean. Damn. Did you ever do that? Uh, I think the only time I remember spanking one of my kids was I gave Emily a quick little smack mm. because she wouldn't get in the handshake line after a baseball game. And I said, you better get in that line. And she wanted to argue with me. And I was a coach. And I had all the kids lined up. And she was standing. I said, you need to go shake those kids' hands. And I... Very much regretted it, and I'm very ashamed of it. It was not. Me too. It was not a pain-inducing slap, but it really surprised her, and it was because I wanted her to be a good sports person, and instead I gave her a little crack. Uh, I will tell you, she absolutely deserved it, but I wish I hadn't done it. Yeah, me too. Same so. with me. I did it a few times. Yeah. How about you, Mark? You probably never did it. To my girls. Yeah. No, but I, you know, Mark Vader. I'm, are you kidding? What'd you do? Hit him with a spoon? I've, I've, I've grabbed him before. Like, you know, kind of. It's kind of like that Chris Rock bit. Like, I'd never hit a woman, but I'd shake the shit out of her. Oh yeah, that's funny. Well, um, I, well, the no, the I, joke is, yeah, you don't hit, but you can I, intimidate no, in certain other yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah, because um, that's funny too. And yeah, I don't, the, um, I don't ever like being mad at my kids because I'm a big pushover. No, no, but I don't. You know, my mom used to hit us with wooden spoons. I don't care. Feel like it made you know, I, I, I got, feel like it made me a better person. I got my dad. My dad was so clinical about it. He'd he'd put me over the his knee and tell me not to move because he didn't want to hit me in the kidney. It was just yeah. Uh, yeah. Does that bother you today? Oh uh, no, not really. My mother chased after me with a wooden spoon too, but and maybe that's why I thought it was okay in some way. But when my kids were young, people were starting to not spank, and uh, and maybe my wife and I had a little bit of pushback, like. Well, look around. We would go to events where there were kids all over the place running around screaming, hollering, and nobody was, you know what I mean? Once again, there's about nuance, too, and how hard you hit and why you're doing it and how often. I mean, there's... Eh. Did you ever think, Sean, that if you just sat still, you wouldn't have to leave halfway through the show? Really? That, that kidney damage? <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's what... That you're paying the price now for not just sitting there and taking a the belt? I could... Or uh, a switch? Yeah, I could be. 
I don't know. I don't worry about it with my parents. What I do, I, I regret that I did it. I didn't do it like my parents did, but I did a little bit. Hey, parenting uh, is so hard. Did, uh, parenting is very hard. And, and you, so did and you uh, just do, my you wife. Do the best you and can. she would do it more. She would get more. She didn't do it very often either, but it would be out of frustration. And that's part of, of the course. regret, right? Of course. Well, my mom did it because she was a single mom who raised two boys who fought like hell. I mean, yeah. like really fought every single day and there was yeah. no way to break us up. I mean, I'm talking, uh, my brother would have a handful of my hair. And she's trying to separate us, and she just couldn't do it. But when we heard that drawer open for the wooden spoon, I'll tell you what, man. All grievances were settled. It was an instant alliance. We both ran like hell to get under that trundle bed so we wouldn't get the switch. I'd be in uh, some castle. Or I'd be in some castle or cathedral or wherever in Switzerland or Germany or France or whatever. And, we'd, 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 you know, six, seven years old and getting Nepo bored. And, um, you know, it was in the military. I was in a military family. And maybe I started getting frustrated or tired or hungry and I wouldn't shut up. And the next thing I know, I I'm, get, I'm, like. get, I'm getting dragged. <laughs> yeah, right, you. Sorry, go ahead. I'm Keep getting going. dragged out Where's down to the, to the Impala and the dread of that of going out back to the car. No one's going to happen in the car. Yeah, that, that stays with you for sure. That's why you're so well-behaved now. Ah, uh, who knows? So should we get to the people who have been accused of criminal wrongdoing? And we really teased this video. And no, no, we, well, no. This the city has a ban the box policy. It's cool. You did your thing. Yeah, we we, we went over that for twenty twenty five minutes, right? I, I don't know. The last twenty four minutes seemed to be about a, a death march uh, to the Impala I, when you were sitting there with Count Dooku somewhere in Luxembourg. I don't know, but maybe I got some of the details. I did, wrong. No, I did go to Luxembourg too. You sent me the whole uh, body cam video of the arrest. Yeah. yeah. So so the way it this very, starts, it was very captivating watching it and you i gotta tell you i think i really wish people would watch more body cam footage of officers that aren't the big news stories of the day because these guys did a great job and what a being a cop what a horrifically hard job it's so hard yeah you're I don't not think people get appreciate how impossibly hard it is to be a police officer you're not paid very well uh you're not appreciated you're always it, meeting people on their worst day and by one the way bad incident by one asshole say in minnesota kneeling on someone's neck and then you get labeled that you're all bastards or something it's not fair yeah well and and just look at these cops when you look at this this is a little bit off track but this is july they're dressed head to toe yeah and they're wearing body armor which you got to sweat your ass off under and, you know, and then everybody wants to give you guff. So the way this traffic stop started is they pull this car over, again, for failing to use the signal and for having tinted windows. And as soon as they pull over, this guy jumps out of the car, which is what you're going to see, and we'll talk you through it if you're listening to the show with this first clip. Let us get, let us get Once we get done with our stop, you can go in, man. Hey, you keep walking on the Step back down here, man. You guys taser out. Step back. Turn away. Turn this way. Okay. Got the Detroit versus everybody t-shirt on, of course. It's a traffic stop, okay? When we initiate a traffic stop, listen, let me explain it to you, though. Let me, can I talk to you? We initiate a stop, right? Listen to me. You can't just walk away from the car. Now, once we're done, you're free to go, okay? You was in the car and we saw the infraction, all right? Yeah, but what infraction was it? We explained everything to you. my uncle's house. Okay. We good. All right? Relax, brother. Left, you headed. What are we being stopped for? Okay, Gordon, you left, you headed towards the front. Hey, you got two in the back. Oh, man. So he's telling me there's two guys in the back of the Range Rover. All 
right, listen, we'll talk about it. Chill out, man. Let us do our thing and get you up out of here, all right, man? Is that fair? Yeah, just relax. So he's patting him down. No. What? We got license. We ain't did shit. We was parked. Call my lawyer, man. She a lawyer. So let's stop it there. So there are nine body cam and dash cam videos that we went through at the free press. People bitch about having to subscribe. It's 99 cents a month. Well, we went through like 15 hours of video to show you the highlights of what happened and get you a sense of what happened. Anyways, this cop with the, um, with the uh, camo gloves on, in watching this whole thing, this dude never loses his cool. Yeah. He treats everybody in here with courtesy and professionalism, even though they're all giving a bunch of yang. It's really, and I was on a panel with Benny Napoleon years ago, who was former Detroit police chief, then Wayne County Sheriff, died of COVID. And we were talking about body cams, and we were both way in favor of them. This was before mm -hmm. George Floyd, because in most cases, the body camera video of police is going to be exculpatory for police, meaning when you see how they conduct themselves, you're going to realize a lot of the times they were the better man or the better woman. But uh, but I understand not wanting to have every minute of your day scrutinized, but at the same time, when people are accusing you of stuff, mm -hmm. you know, roll tape. And in this case... Well, that's what I mean, too. It shows how hard the job is and what a good job these guys are doing. Yeah, so so they had a lot of hassle, and uh, finally they get Ms. Neal out of the car. She resists. They see two guys in the back. Of course, they can't see them because the windows are tinted and rolled up. They see an open bottle of tequila. So now there's open alcohol in the car, which gives them, uh, in their, in their uh, mind, probable cause to search for other things they shouldn't have in the car. She's being difficult, which gives them probable cause the police argue to take a further search. She's already failed, and we're not going to show you this video. Can we but see she's, it? she's failed to uh, disclose that she is a a concealed pistol yeah. license holder. Big, big problem. And so now you're going to see her after she's been taken out of the car and is waiting to be. Uh, it's very put sweaty into a and very car. nervous too. Well, it was July. Can I just tell you I'm going to tell you? Yes. He told me that. All right. So you, that means you understand what's going on, okay? Always nice dragging your cousin into it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I'm oh, now, you just saw it real fast, but he just pulled a semi automatic pistol out of her bag. Yeah. Wait, is that it? You gotta tell me. It's just a couple you frames. Have, you know, so you're an attorney. Yeah, but I was looking for okay. my license. Okay. Right. All right, ma'am. It's right there. Right here. My license. She says stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I got that on me too. Where's your CPL? It should be in there. Well, you're not gonna have your CPL after today, okay? I'm mean, just me being very honest with you, okay? You know you have to disclose that to me, right? You know that, right? Yeah, I was here. Immediately, all right. We talked for five minutes plus right here. You gotta tell me, okay? You didn't have that. No, 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 no. Always. I mean, and he could have been a bigger jerk uh, if he really wanted to, because like when she said she was searching for her license, it's because she had her hand in her purse, right? Yeah. So one of the other officers who was on the scene was worried and he said it repeatedly. So I take him at his word yeah. that he thought she was going to shoot the first cop that went to her window because she wouldn't answer questions. She wouldn't hand anything over. She wouldn't get out of the car. She wouldn't roll down the windows and she... This other officer who was looking in the passenger window said she had her hand in her purse. 
the whole time. And of course, you can see that uh, this other officer who sort of took over the uh, the scene uh, was like, hey, man, you know, you needed to tell me right away that you had a weapon. You didn't. It's been five minutes here. And the only reason I think it's fair to say that she did disclose that she had a gun because he had his hand in her purse and she, he was about to find it. Yeah. And uh, and and I worked with better. someone who has a CPL. And the first thing they told me was when they pulled over, did she say she had a gun? I said, I, I'll, I'll check. He said, because we're all trained when you get a CPL. The first thing you tell an officer is there's a weapon in the yep. car that's drilled into you. And as he pointed out, you're a lawyer, so you know what's going on here. And um, and it uh, looks like she, you know, she, she drops she, her she her cousin who's a cop, try and get that name in there, maybe get a little Ugh. consideration. You know, it's yeah, it's not it's not really cool. So the police search the car, they find two bricks of fentanyl, and then they find a little something else uh, that. Um, well, let, let's let's roll that tape, Mark. Oh, shit. There's the bottle of tequila. And there in the officer's left hand, you can see, it looks like a bar of soap. It is fentanyl. Uh, Ms. Neal is charged with possession of over 350 grams of fentanyl, which, if you believe the USDEA, contains enough fentanyl to kill 200,000 people so this is not an insignificant amount of drugs whosever drugs they were this is a pretty serious thing this isn't like getting caught with a dime bag in your back pocket and they're putting it in everything yeah i mean anything you buy in the streets yeah and fentanyl is it's they make it look it's, like xanax they make it look like um well obviously painkillers they lace it with that they lace it with heroin and they've been putting it in weed yeah you you don't know what's uh you don't know what the strength is because it's made in you know bathtub labs yeah. and people are throwing in everything because i guess they figure it gives people a better high and i had a little fentanyl before i had uh my deviated Surgery. septum yeah. fixed and i'll tell you what man just before i'm going under they said okay we're going under you're gonna in fentanyl i said hey, you doing what and they're like okay good night I was out, and this deviated septum procedure, they basically put something into your skull mm-hmm. and scratch bone away to straighten out or open up your nasal passage. It's not a pleasant or minor procedure. We got home from the hospital, and I'm shoveling the snow in the backyard. It's wet, heavy snow, and Teresa's like, you need to get to bed. I like, no, I feel great. I know I'm going to be out tonight. I want to get the snow cleared up so it doesn't freeze, and I felt like friggin' Superman. And after the fentanyl wore out, I thought I'd be at work the next day. I was gone for the whole week. I was just trashed. I mean, it, when it leaves your system, you feel wrecked. Yeah. And this is regulated surgical-grade fentanyl. Imagine what kind of shit you're getting that's been stepped on when, and mixed with when whatever. When you don't know you're getting it, too. Yeah, so, uh, you know, not good. Not good. Here's the rest of that clip, by the way. Yeah. Take it to the back of the. Uh, is that considered a cruiser when it's an SUV? I, I think it all counts. Scout car, or whatever. So now it's all being bagged up as evidence. And now this stuff is so dangerous. 
the cop with the uh, the camel gloves is taking his gloves off because he doesn't want to take the chance of getting any of this on his skin. Pistol, pistol, pistol in the back, pistol in her purse. We got a lot of paperwork to do. Shit. Yeah, when you find that much, that's a lot of paperwork. It is, and this is one of the things, and I mentioned this yesterday on Drew and Mike. My theory is that you saw a lot of cops on the scene. The, uh, the, the police who pulled her over were not traffic enforcement. This, I think, is one of the, one of the tactical units. Mm-hmm. My theory on this, and this is just conjecture, is that somebody had some information. Had an idea. Yeah. You know, they were looking for that car or that neighborhood was kind of a hot neighborhood or maybe somebody who was in trouble had told the police, well, you know, I'm in trouble, but if you know, if you give me a little break, you may want to take a look at what's going to go on at a Greenfield and Puritan tomorrow around 5.30. I have a feeling that, um, that by the time this thing all shakes out, we'll find out that police kind of had a notion there might be something in that vehicle. But their argument is, and so far an appeals court judge has been persuaded that it's fair, is that when you don't comply with police, when you have open alcohol in the car, you got probable cause to search it. When yeah. they search it, they found a whole lot of shit and some more. Should we play that last clip? Sure. He got a bunch of money in his pocket, too. <laughs> yeah, all that cash. Fat stacks. If you're wondering what fat stacks looks like, there it is. One more male, two. Two males, one female? We got three males, one female. These are bricks of $20 yeah. bills. Held together with purple rubber bands. Maybe lavender. Or periwinkle? Anyone got any plastic bags? Look in the trunk. Why are you taking my money? So right now you're gonna you're going to jail for BCSA, okay? All that dope that was in the car right between you and your homeboy. That. And it's a pistol in the car, right, man? You been locked up the dope before? No. No? Alright. Turn this way, brother. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Nothing that's on you. I can't have you in my car, man. What do you think that's on you? I ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing on you. Yes, sir. I have a seat, bro. What's your name, Big Time? Uh, Burton. 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 B-U-R-T-O-N to the last name. Wow. All right, Big Time. Cash was actually falling out of his pockets while they were taking it out. Seemed like he had enough left over to buy a shirt, but um, it was hot out, so maybe it was just uh, he's being practical. What are they thinking, man? So, yeah, so these guys are all uh, facing trial. So how does that work? So everybody in the car gets charged with the same thing? Yeah, I mean, I mean they, I'm, a, I'm an idiot. I don't know how. Yeah, I've well, never heard traffic. Nobody, fentanyl. Nobody said it's mine. Mm-hmm. So I guess the assumption is it could be anybody's. So that's that's a question of fact for a jury to decide. And so they're all charged with drug charges. And and while she did have the one gun, and it turns yeah. out she did have a valid uh, concealed pistol license. I think the one officer suggested to her that she wasn't going to have it for very long (laughs) because she didn't follow the rules but no one no one copped to the other gun it happened to be sitting in a in the that little pocket next to the on the driver on the passenger side from the side of the car where that guy jetted at the beginning this whole thing so no one's copped to the gun so i guess they have to have a court determine whose gun it was so all four were charged with drug trafficking and gun charges the charges against everybody but the driver who ended up working for the city as a lawyer, were thrown out. Two of those sets of charges have been reinstated because the appellate court judge determined there was probable cause. The guy who ran out of the car, we're still waiting to find out whether those charges are going to be reinstated. And the driver, Denizia 
Neil is arguing that the charges against her should be thrown out. We're waiting to hear back from the Court of Appeals. Having watched those arguments and seeing the other two cases, my suspicion is those charges are not going to be dismissed. Mm. And she's the one she's the one defendant where the trial court judge didn't throw them out. So she's already she's already failed to convince a judge that that this case uh, shouldn't go forward. So kind of a, a big mess. But um, and I, I think you must have beeped out the name of that police officer when she tries to drop the name. I, I didn't. I did not know. Okay, I thought I heard it beeped they out, have, but they, I, I think unless they did it when they provided it. No, because I heard it when I listened to it. But um, but yeah, it seemed to me it had been beeped. But at any rate, you know, uh, it's not really fair for her to get dragged into this because you know someone dropped just, her name. Yeah, she just knows a shithead. So. And that's not a crime in this country, by the way. So I know um, plenty. A little, a little investigation on the the folks in the car revealed that the guy who ran out of the car uh, had a good reason to run out of the car. He's been in and out of prison for most of the last twenty years and was on parole. And I think you really shouldn't be traveling around in a car full of drugs and guns if you're on parole. So I think we know why he decided to make tracks. Um, he Jimmy, his Jim- parole was violated by this, and he went back into prison, and so. Do you have any idea how she knew them at all? No. In fact, I asked her attorney uh, about the relationship between her and this guy in the front seat who took off and kind of dialed everything up another another notch, and he did not want to discuss their relationship. So as I noted in my story, I guess the most we can say is they're co-defendants. I mean, from what you wrote, she seems like a... you know, on the bus, like what you just want to shake her. What are you doing with these guys? Yeah, well, I mean, everything I wrote about her personally came yeah, from yeah. her own website, so she probably wrote that, and from yeah, what her lawyer true. said. And but the city of Detroit said she was an exemplary employee. Got they the really job. thought she was great until they found out about this. But it's uh, you know, it's a sad story. But it it kind of puts ban the box in another light, makes you think about mm-hmm. hiring practices, and. This isn't the story we told, but when you saw the video, which you can find at Freep.com, we have another version of the video that has some different clips in it. It looked like Detroit's finest conducted themselves pretty well on this Amen. occasion. So, so you know, so we'll see how this plays out. But uh, you it's a know, good story. Always glad to get uh, really good story tips from people, and glad to trace it down. And and I was grateful that the city responded to every question that I had good uh, job, man. That doesn't often happen. So, you know, whether they should have fired uh, Ms. Neal or not, they did answer questions and you know, that's, you that's are cool. worth the subscription alone. Oh dear. Well, I you feel was, like all your you last time a lot of subscriptions this week, Sean. I mean, not that we live to sell subscriptions, but that's a one way people respond to your work. If they're willing to pay for it, I guess they must appreciate it. What were we going to say, Mark? Nothing Thank you. Worry about it. What were we going to say? <laughs> I was going to tell you how to make money. You want to know how to make money? And then after after this, and maybe later, we can talk about juries. Okay, good. But what? we're not... What? This is this is how you can make money legally. These are good deals. Yeah, yeah. No, please. Well, yeah. One These are way. people you'd be proud to travel in a Range Rover with. <laughs> yeah, no. let's just... Okay. okay. <laughs> let's, start with, uh, let's start with David Hall, right? In Hall Financial. I don't know. Maybe Eight Ball Hall. Maybe you want to pull some equity. Great uh, pool player. What? No, he's a great golfer. Sorry. Are you done? Do you want to keep interrupting his read? I've been admonished. I'm done. 
Um, yeah. So Hall Financial, maybe you want to get money out of your house, pull equity out, pay off some of those high interest debts that you have, or just uh, make your home look better and do some updates, or say you're about to buy a house. Well, the first thing you need to do is call 866-CALL-HALL or visit callhallfirst.com. You can find a link right on mlsoledetroit.com as well. They'll do a five-minute mortgage review, check you out, see how you're doing, and then uh, you'll be set. And if you're going to go buy a home, then you'll get uh, the five-star certified pre-approval. All the realtors love it. Um, and then you'll be done when you want to find that house. You'll be all set. Callhallfirst.com, 866-CALL-HALL. And the other guy we love is Luke Nowacki. He will take a look at your finances and see, well, where do you want to invest? What do you want your goals to be? How do you want your money to be as you get older? Uh, bonds, equities, 529s for your kids, 401ks, all that stuff. It can be very daunting and intimidating. So give Luke a call. Get a free um, consultation about your money goals, 248-663-4748. Because when you call Luke, like a bricklayer, he'll lay a great foundation and make it all about you, sweetheart. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Member F-I-N-R-A-S-I-P-C. Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Oh man, the geeks have inherited the earth. Did I do that? What a dork. Does him wanting to play with us again mean that he's turning into a geek? Or we're turning into cool guys? Before we get to Geek of the Week, we, we have a cryptic comment on Facebook from Jill and Rick Ben, who says, Welcome back, Sean. And then follows it up with, Speaking of the Swedish <laughs> chef. Is that, is that, hmm. it, it, I, I'm hmm. confused. Well, I mean, it's it kind of fits with his sequiturs about uh, the bear and uh, eggs and, I don't know, maybe there'll be more. But the Swedish maybe chef she's watching was, something else or he's watching something else, I don't know. He was sort of, um, you couldn't understand, unintelligible, I think. Yeah. I was uh, the Swedish chef for Halloween once. Bloop. What? Yeah, I was a huge Muppet, still a huge Muppets fan. I love the Muppets. Don't talk bad about the Muppets. How do you feel about Elmo. Fuck that guy. He's not a Muppet. He's would Sesame want, Street. Would you want him to make a disclosure on his job application? <laughs> well, yeah, definitely Kevin. Uh, what's his name? Kevin, Kevin Clash. Kevin Clash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, probably not going to have you. It's not uh, a real Muppet, though. That's Sesame Street. Very fine line. I'll fight you on it. Really? Right, Sean? Right. I thought they were all from I know he's technically children's television a, working. Yeah, what the hell? Is? Yeah, exactly. But I'm talking about the Muppets. Okay. Okay. T-M at the end. Capital T, capital M. Okay, yeah, I guess. With you. an R in a circle. Okay. All right. Sorry about that. Okay. Well, this week's Geek of the Week is a, uh, a repeat performer, um, not a repeat champion, though. Oh, and, good. It'll be quick. It will be quick. <laughs> uh, Hunter Dickinson, who what? has oh. gone. What did he do now? He's, oh, because, you know, actually. He's gone to Kansas. Don't say it, because I want to write a column about that, but I'm off this week, so I can't, unfortunately. You know, you know, you, you kind of, you kind of, uh, I, I, you know, he embraces the villain role. Okay, that's fine, but. I'm now starting to think he's just constitutionally incapable of saying something that doesn't end up looking like dog shit. He's gone to Kansas and now he's like, well, you know, and I, so I'm here to defend, I'm here to defend the honor of the University of Michigan and, and Ann Arbor. He's like, well, you know, yeah, I love it. And it was nice there, but they're, they're, they're like not real Midwest. You know, they're, they're friendly, but they're not really friendly. But here in Kansas, where by the way, I'm going to make more than six figures, which I never made when I was playing for U of M. Uh, you know, everybody does seem to be more friendly and more more welcoming. And I'm like, dude. Because you're the new guy. So they're going to be nice to you. Fuck off. I mean, I'm like, Hunter, just. Man, does he not understand sh- the cult? Shut the Michigan up and cult? cash your check, bitch. 
What does that even what does that even mean? Michigan's not really the Midwest, or just because we're not as he thinks we're not as nice as people in Kansas. Yeah, I mean, people are more welcoming and this and that. I'm like, okay. listen, Dorothy, give it a break. I mean, you're with a coach whose program has been under investigation uh, exactly. for how many years, and it's so much better but, there. And by the way, I only went there because I'm going to make more money. And he did say he wants to have a shot at a championship. Yeah. And yeah, I got to say, I mean, Michigan fans were totally like, yeah, no, we get it. Go ahead. Yeah. We understand. I, I mean, the vast majority of Michigan basketball fans felt that way but he has this record of shitting where he used to eat you know he leaves baltimore maryland and he's like ah they're a bunch of losers he goes oh, i love michigan he leaves michigan ah you know they're they're okay but they're not they're not as good you know so hunter dickinson yeah, whatever good for him you have an but, extra pillow over there you are the biggest geek of the week we've ever had Room 7609 is brought to you by the Cadu Cafe, where Wednesday it's karaoke night, Thursday, Steve. Eli or Delhi, Friday the Smiths United and me. Let's make that a big. Uh, let's make that a big Soul of Detroit night. I'd love to see everybody out there. I'm sure they're going to release extra tickets, and and Sean will tell you how fetching it was. Although he couldn't stop looking for my sporn bag, I will be wearing my kilt to the uh, to the uh, Smiths United I show. You, I thought you wanted Friday. people to show. Up. Oh, I think that's great. What are we about to play? Are we playing just He's like doing Kevin? a read? Well, and then then on Sunday. If it's okay with Sean, Jeff Scott, and band, we'll be there. Monday is Blue Monday. Blues Jam, Muscle Madness. Oh, oh man, look at you just sucked the life out of him doing oh, this read. No. And no, Saturday, no, no. I, I, I completely forgot. I Saturday, they're going to have a Almond Brothers tribute band there on Saturday. Oh, so that's like awesome. The Brothers. And that they're going to have a fake share there as well. And it awesome. turns out it's just a heroin okay. addict. And she lives a block over. No, no, no sorry, never mind. Sorry. That's great. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Sharon. Just go to the Kaju. So last week we heard Derek St. Holmes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and this week we're going to hear Just Like Heaven. Well, in honor of Sean, one of the new wave bands that Sean will countenance is the Cars. And Mr. St. Holmes played with Benjamin Orr. And so we thought, let's have a Cars tune on. Just for Sean. Sung by Benjamin Orr. So here are the Cars with something we often say to Sean. Don't tell me no.
great voice. So, Sean, I'm going to ask what you thought of this song, if no. you liked it, but don't no. tell me no. Damn it. Benjamin Moore, just like by my count 36 times, said don't tell me no, and you're going to defy Benjamin no. Orr? The man's dead. Can't you Can't yeah, you geez. honor his memory? No. Oh, sorry. That's, it's like, uh, it's like uh, uh, Robert Plant, uh, John Paul Jones, and um, Jimmy Page were on the Letterman show one time, and Letterman asked them, Hey, did you ever collaborate? Didn't call up the Beatles or the Stones, or the Who, whatever, and say, "Come over and work on this album." And I'll come over and work. And he kept asking him, "Did you were you part of this larger music scene in any way?" And he asked several questions to that effect. And John Paul Jones looked at him and said, "How many ways do you want me to say no? How many times do you want me to say no?" Well, yeah. Benjamin so, Moore just so asked I'll you ask three you. dozen times. That's what I'll ask you. No. But so I thought you liked the Cars. They're okay, um, but not that one. Really? What didn't you like about that? That it was 15 minutes long. It was 3.37. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Then that's even you more damning. You have time blindness. It was, it was just enough time for someone with uh, abused kidneys to relieve themselves, <laughs> and you did not avail yourself of that uh, opportunity. This, <laughs> oh, boy. The, uh, now, can, the, uh, the, do, the song was fine. So, so you have some appreciation for the cars. Yeah, now, yeah, like, yeah. Can that's you tell the what difference? Uh, what's the song? Just what I'm. Uh, just what I needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, can you tell the difference between a Rick Ocasek song and a Benjamin Orr song? No. Mark, can you? It's not really. It's really hard. You know, it's funny because but once it's pointed out, it's like, yeah, those are the ones I like. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, "Shake It Up" is the one that I first heard and loved, uh, and I think that's Rick no. Ocasek. But I, I, you know, I, you really have to listen to him. I would be hard pressed if you played me. A Cars song by each of these guys and said which one is Ocasek and which one is Benjamin or I wouldn't know. But which is interesting that they have similar voices. And Ocasek wrote that song too. Oh, did he? Weird that he wouldn't, yeah. Uh, and is it Ocasek or Ocasek? I don't know. It changes all the time. Don't tell me K N O W. Huh? So I'm just oh, don't tell me. fun fun <laughs> with homonyms. Uh which will be a new segment on next week's show. So please make sure you get back to us. But uh uh, but yeah, so that's the card. There is, by the way, a fantastic Cars cover band that plays around in Detroit. What are they called? Um, the Vehicles? No, I think it's called... Uh, so stupid. Um, Recars or... I don't care. Okay. I mean, I care for them, but I don't... But yeah, they're very good. So that's Room 7609. We love to get your suggestions. Please send them to us. We love to hear those those new wave bands that no one else has heard of but you. We also like to occasionally hear the hits. Well, that was a hit. That, that Four was, years in, that's not really. That may have been a B-side, but it was good to I want to see it what did, it charted. It did well. I mean, yeah, it wasn't It wasn't totally obscure. I'm not Look, as, I knew it before he played it, so. Oh, you did? Yeah, okay. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not as well-versed in the Cars catalog, so it, I had not heard it It is it a before. B-side, you're right. But, uh, but it was a good tune. I liked it. It had that, that great keyboards, had that kind of 80s vibe that little groove there but uh okay so we tried to uh we tried to appeal to sean I, one one of these months yeah. sean should just do oh, all the songs i appreciate that that's great that's, uh, I, that's very kind very are you kind. fading on us no no I'm just, a little bit not you yeah. oh sean yeah little, no he's he's, he's atrophied he's oh, out of right. he's out bit. of practice i mean he had such a tough time getting back from vegas so I'm glad we're still giving that apprentice wage. I did watch uh, significantly oh, less than bricklayers. I am curious uh, what you guys think of this. I did watch, and I hadn't seen this in, in 20 years at Pins least. Needles. What is it? A few good men. 
Fantastic movie. Never have you guys it. seen that in a while? Never seen it. I have seen it. So I will tell you I've have seen, you seen it in a while. I've seen a lot of clips of it recently because it seems to be playing in bars a lot. I don't know if it's because it's making a return on cable and they just have that on in the background, but it's amazing how young Kevin Bacon and Tom Cruise and Demi Moore look. And uh, I actually like Demi Moore in that movie, and you know she didn't have a lot of range of an act uh, as an actress. Tom Cruise, he's still in his smirking phase, and he sort of smirks his way through that one. Jack Nichols, of course, has the got the uh, you know the iconic. He can't handle the truth, but the the casual sort of misogyny, which I guess is sort of the point of the movie a little bit, but it's just it's amazing. It you, it wouldn't get made that way today. That was that was my thought. You can't handle the truth. I, I don't know about the misogyny. I mean, certainly Demi Moore no, is, d- you know, she's the gal Friday. No, know. for sure. But Tom Cruise saying you're arousing me because she's talking tough and stuff like that. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember that Just part. Just a little throwaway. Well, Jack Nicholson talking about blowjobs. Well, the whole yeah. movie is alpha male, right? Everything yeah, about it. For is sure. Like, Tom Cruise has got to prove he's Amanda Nicholson. The Marines have got to prove they're yeah, men yeah, to no, Nicholson. No, for sure. But his smirking, this is, because I, I didn't like Tom Cruise at all back in those days, but he eventually got a little older and right old enough and stopped smirking and showed a little bit of um humanness to him i feel like he is the same in every movie he is but he's but, older uh, now so it's, but, it's different no. i feel like he picks the best scripts like i thought matt did you guys see maverick last year yeah it's great i thought it was great too i thought he showed a, a little second. bit of weariness Wait a which second. was in which was endearing was maverick good because of tom cruise or was it good because no it's fun to watch com- those planes fly com- the plot is ridiculous you're completely right but in the quiet moments he's on screen he shows a little bit of weariness like that he's got some life in him and that's that's different the first you're movie cool. i ever saw him in was taps and he was great and he was he was a second fiddle Right, to right, Timothy right. Timothy Hutton, but and that, he was fan- and Sean Penn. That was the first movie I saw Sean Penn. You in, don't see him as and he was tolerable. The same, like too. you don't you don't see him and go, "That's Tom Cruise. That's not Ethan Hunt." No, for sure, he's Jack the, Reacher. The, the range may be limited a little bit, but when he was younger, he had and he had that period where he he had that smirk for the whole movie. Like, it didn't go away. Still kind of is. I'm so. Don't you think I, that's gone away? Dying a little to bit? see the new Mission Impossible. I love those movies. I do too. They're so good. I, I'm going to try to go tonight. My my boys held out while I was out in Vegas. My boy, you want to come? I don't want to drive that far. But, you know, when, you. When I'm working. Does, I got work today. When he does the science fiction movies, like um, he uh, Minority Report, Minority one of my Report, favorite movies ever. That's really, really good. So is and uh, some of the movies where he's Oblivion, like Oblivion. I think yes, is an underrated. Yes, one. he is understated. I do not see the smirking Tom Cruise there. I that's see what I'm saying. It's gone. Yeah. It, in, it the, in the 80s me, and 90s, it was. Yeah, it, was, it, it feels to me like that's kind of who Tom Cruise is—a very lonely person you and that know? makes for a compelling watch right that, oh, that loneliness when i watch those movies i say he's a fantastic actor i mean and i've seen some other movies really? he's okay. in and I, you know all his personal stuff i'm like what's up with this dude but i really think he is a great actor who i would not want to spend one minute with no he's got a gravit he, he is the action star he's got a now. gravitas on screen and he has had this for a while in a way that it was just not there when he was younger. And you can say that about a lot of human beings, right? When you're younger, you don't. But he just, uh, he really has grown into his Tom Cruise-ness in a way and, and lets a little bit of, there's a little vulnerability. You're talking about loneliness, whatever you want to yeah. call it. It's the same idea. No, but, but I uh, see movies where I don't see him as an action star, where I see him as an actually uh, compelling. Flesh and blood person. Yeah, like I mean, what? He, Which one? American, Oblivion. American He's got some made. of that. Have you seen American Made? Which is a great movie. It is a great movie. But once again, I feel like, and I know he's playing a real guy. His hair's longer in that one. It is, yeah. But I, and I know he's playing a real guy, but I still feel like, oh, yeah, that's Tom Cruise. 
I'm I'm trying to maybe think. that's just because he's so well. That's known. a really good movie, actually. So it's good. a movie I saw recently. Maybe it was Oblivion, but I mean, it. it I don't want to get all corny, but I was really. He made me very sad. I oh. I felt the sorrow that his character. Uh, I I was agree. Living in and that that. That was not. That was because of his performance. And I thought he did a little bit of that in Maverick. Whatever else you say, yes, the the flying is awesome, no question. Yeah, cut, and, cut the cut the ending off Maverick and cut the volleyball scene off Maverick, and it may be one of the best movies of the last ten years. How about uh, Valkyrie? Did you really buy him as that German? Didn't colonel? see Valkyrie. Everybody, no, but I did really like that movie. Ripped on it, but I liked it too. It, it yeah. was. A, and have you seen the documentary that no. the filmmakers made? It's great. It talks to um, it talks to uh, I'm just, von Steuben, is it? Yeah, I think von Stauffenberg. Stauffenberg, right? I only it, know that because I'm reading it right now. It talks to his kids and it talks to people in that town about how important it is for people there to let the world know that there were people who were against the Nazis. It's maybe about a 50 minute documentary. Mm. It's Fantastic. And of course, a lot of it is Germans rallying and saying, see, we're not all bad. This is one of our good guys. You got to like this guy. But it's a very compelling case. And I watched the movie and then I watched the documentary right after. And it was on like a rainy Saturday. That was like three hours well spent. The movie's entertaining. I would say that's not one of his great acting. No, no. In, in yeah, Mark's right. He picks, he picks great projects. He's the, the best. And it's always got to be the hero, right? I think you're, I think you're oh, both yeah. right. You, you're right, Mark, about the excuse me, Mike, about the vulnerability. Vanilla Sky was good. His too. range, though, Vanilla to Sky your point, great. Mark. Think of him romantically, right? Great Paul McCartney. I don't buy him romantically. The, the, you, you watch him kiss or do hug, and you don't, you don't believe it. However, there's a moment in the last Mission Impossible, not the one that's out right now, but the last one toward the end with Rebecca Ferguson in there in the tent or something, and she survived. So that he can do it if it's. If okay. he's looking, eyes, but there's no physical touch. Eyes wide can, shut. Do you like eyes wide shut? I've no Kubrick. I oh, I love that movie, I but I like Kubrick. It's just weird enough. I've for not me. seen it. He's starring with his wife, and he does seem very unromantic in it. No, that's, which I guess maybe that's kind of the point. No, for that, that character. That's that's part of his, it. His best acting job, hands down, and I'll fight you on it, is Magnolia. No, I think his best oh, acting job. Have you is, seen Magnolia? Uh, oh, no, I think it's Tropic Frank Thunder. T.J. Mackey. <laughs> Tropic Thunder. Thank you. Tropic Thunder to me is hit my favorite role. Is. Wait a sec. Don't you think um, Magnolia? You've seen Tropic Thunder, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You've never seen him? It's, he doesn't do comedy. He steals the movie. He's in for five. Yeah, I won't watch it because Robert Downey Jr. does blackface. <laughs> no. that, that you're, uh, well, I thought signaling. you were going to say because he talks about going full retard, which, your, you can't, which you can't say anymore either. virtue signaling. No, um, I actually think I have a DVD of it somewhere, but I haven't watched it. But Magnolia is so unlike any of his other characters, though, because he's this guy who puts on this persona of being a total, you know, teaching guys how to be um, misogynistic, pussy hounds, and yet he's a real vulnerable guy, and it's all because of his dad. I, it's just a much different character. You remember him. Rain Man was supposed to be the pivot for him that that say here here here's a, he's a serious actor. Yeah, yeah. It, didn't, it was, I, no, it was I, okay. No, that but, wasn't for me either, yeah. but I just remember that was... That was that was where Tom Cruise turns into Dustin Hoffman, you know? It just didn't work no, for me. No, it didn't. But yeah, Magnolia. Wait, you didn't oh. like Rain Man? But, um, it was okay, but I didn't sit here and say, that was a Bravira performance by Tom Cruise. But I'm with you, Mark. The Mission That's Impossible That's a Tom Cruise no one's seen before. Are as entertaining a series of movies, especially the last few, right? They're so good. They're yeah. so fun. They're so well made, and they're so fun. Are they might are they the best action movies that are out? They're up there. They're beating Bond right now in my mind. What about um, well? What about yeah, Matt no. Damon? I mean, Casino. Uh, oh, 
uh, Jason Bourne. Jason Bourne. Those are fun. I like the Mission Impossible. I don't know. Those, those first couple of uh, Daniel Craig Bond movies were like Skyfall. And th- yeah, but those were. Well, Skyfall's every other great, every other Daniel Craig movie is other. great. There you go. Yeah, because Casino's fabulous too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I I have not seen the last one, but I have not. No, I think Spectre's underrated. I love Spectre. Oh, Spectre's awful. I love Spectre. No, yeah. no, no. Terrible. That's where his brother is Blofeld. Is that the one? I don't know if it's his brother, maybe, yeah. Where it's, it's, uh, uh, it's, uh, where it's the, the great uh, Austrian guy. Oh, he's fabulous. Christoph uh, Waltz. Waltz. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Terrible movie. One of the worst movies ever. Love, love Spectre. Horrible. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, top, the first Top don't Gun Don't tell is, me Spectre. The first Top Gun is awful. Really? That's terrible. Really? Yeah. Ugh. Why? Uh, no, no, thank you. It doesn't hold up at all. But oh, Mavericks, no, no, Mavericks. No. If you want to go fabulous. back to a movie that captures a zeitgeist, Early 80s America under Ronald Reagan. Reagan no, it's and Reagan. You've got Top it's Reaganism Gun. in the movie. Holy for sure. shit. That it's thing whole... was a movie of its time. It's yeah. Let's Reagan. go get the Reds now. I remember a lot of people a lot of people hating it when it came out then because they thought it was just a piece of propaganda, which right. I guess it was my, a recruitment film. Yeah, it was. You know, I mean shit. Uh, well, that's room okay. seven six oh nine for you where we talk and about new Cruise. Cruise. Yeah, So that yeah. so that was my that was my Vegas story. Yeah. I watched that on the flight back. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we bit. Man, did we bite hard. I know, I know. I've been saving that up the whole show. I was I had to get a nap in and then uh, <laughs> had to get a nap in. Sean's Jerk. Sean's stories, like blue cheese in the sun, don't always hold up, but they are pungent. And they taste great with okay. Spanish okay. spinach and a little Oh, I think you're gonna say Spanish peanuts. Oh, Spanish peanuts and blue cheese would be good. Spanish peanuts and vanilla ice cream and chocolate sauce isn't bad either. What? what? What's going on? Yeah. 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 That's like Sorry, I'm still looking up time. Halfway to a Sunday there, right? Yeah. And a little whipped cream and a yeah. cherry on top. Yeah. Uh, we want to thank our donors. That would be uh, Bryant last week. And I do want to let you, you know that we uh, thank you, Brian. We do have our Venmo working. Um, if you go to our website and hit the the donate mark do they see two different buttons one yeah, for- on, on the top uh, menu uh, which by the way thanks for going to your own website recently uh you'll see one that says paypal and one that says venmo well, i remember seeing that but i want to make sure we haven't changed it because there was a question as to whether it was working the venmo button does work here's the hitch when you go to make a donation it says daisy house llc and i think people are like okay this is the wrong place it's the right place. There's some weird stuff with Venmo for business, so we got the wrong name on there, but we will get the money. It's so, got the logo there, too. So so please, we'll take it. Um, no feedback this week. I think mainly because people wanted us to have a little extra time to talk about Sean in Vegas. Because, and Tom Cruise. Well, Tom Cruise in Vegas, Sean in Vegas. We just did it. Yeah. What's, uh, what We're could good. be more out of hand? We're good. That was great. Thanks for uh, thanks for going down that lane. With I Tom didn't hear Cruise. anything about your trip. In Did Vegas? you do anything? Yeah, fun? I watched, not, not I watched work. the movie. I don't want to hear about NBA. That's your trip to the plane. That's what you're, you're on the tarmac. So when you're not doing the NBA stuff in uh, for the summer league in Las Vegas, what did you do? Oh, Celine Dion did show. You, did you sit in your hotel room? Yeah, I stay off the uh, I stay off the strip. No, the but the the best part of. Um, it was weird. I had a, I had a one-on-one with Tom Gores in the tunnel, and it's just... Um, I said no pissing talk. I want to know about Sean. He, he's an interesting, quirky fella. He's a wee man. Uh, the night I got out there, my brother... Um, I have a My brother's a daughter is going to be a junior at Michigan State, and she's got an internship that's marketing and all that, and it's related to Ford somehow. Anyway, they were running these Broncos out in the desert. I didn't know this. The day before I left, or the day I left, my brother out of the blue text me say hey when are you gonna be in vegas and i told him he said well mallory that's my niece mm-hmm. his daughter 
is out there for another couple days or for one more night. So I land, I texted her and I land. So we went, Mallory joined me and a couple of colleagues at uh, one of the best Thai restaurants in the country. And that was, that was, she's 19 going on 20. And that was awesome. All of a sudden, and I got to go pick her up at her, at the casino where she was staying with her work. It was about a half hour away and then have dinner and take her back. And that hour of drive time is the most I've gotten to talk to her in years. You know how that works? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you, you, you go to a family gathering and you sit there and you talk for five, ten minutes. Yeah. So that was the best part of the trip to Vegas. To me, hanging out with her and a couple of guys that I really like. And then I had uh, pancakes at two in the morning <laughs> at a 24-hour joint. You were up till two in the morning. Of, uh, yeah, I filed at noon or midnight or whatever. And that was that was cool. So Broncos in the desert, Mustangs in the evening. Yeah, and so sound like strip clubs. Whatever. And then, and then pancakes in the middle of the night. So that was. So cool. what do you ask at night? You're just like, what's on your iPod? What? Side the music ended right on time. Oh, just what? in time for the quizzical stare from Sean. What? I mean, what do I ask? What I didn't hear a nineteen, the word. A 19 like, year old. What do you say to him? What's 19? on your iPod? And they're like, dude, we're all Spotify. No, in now. fact, in fact, the the guys with me, Amari Sankofa, who covers the Pistons for us, and Vince Ellis, who used to, who mm-hmm. works for the the Tom Gores now for Platinum Equity. Vince, I saw Vince at the arena the next day because the most Mallory, fearless Mallory went back. sports writer in the history no, of journalism. Yeah, love Vince. He talked to me the next day. Vince is our age. Grew up in Alabama, and he said, "I could not believe the way your niece held her, held held court last night and talked." He said, "I would have sat there at that age and not said a word because I, you know he was raised in rural Alabama." He's like, "When I was that age, you waited for an adult to talk to you and ask yeah. you something before the good you said old days." Anything. And he was just really impressed. I said, "I said Vince, because Vince doesn't have kids." He's like, so many young people are like that. These it's and the it's, best part about it is it's really these, something. This generation, right? I know, and you know what's great? They know everything about everything. They know way more than we ever knew. It's, I'm being it's, very facetious about no, that. No, they do. They think they know everything no, about it. But they do. They, Just like when we were that age, we thought everything. They, we knew everything about everything. They can't take the nut off the bottom of a car and change it. There's there's lots of stuff like that, right? But in terms of just understanding the people and history and the, the sophisticated technology, there's so much oh, more technology. advanced than we are. Technology, definitely. It's not just technology, though. Yeah. There are like some... To, they also like to tell you how to live. They're too. not as independent in a way of... like So many of these young people, they don't even want to drive. I that's, see, that's... Right? Okay, let me so, ask you this. So that all, sort of freedom, honesty. on the other hand, you put them in a, in a, a high-end Thai restaurant in Vegas with a bunch of people 30 years older, they'll sit there and talk about anything in the world. It's unbelievable. Yeah, because they know everything. Exactly. What they know, they know how the world works because they've been around for 19 years. No, of it. it's just they're just more sophisticated than we I'm are. I'm 47, and I still don't know how half the world works. Without, without having that sort of, I don't know. They didn't grow up where you get to be 18, and all of a sudden you have a family, and you're working you know, at a union Sure. Chair. You but know, that, it's I mean, just you, all of us did. We went to high school, and how many guys did, or gals did you know that started their life immediately and were at a mortgage or whatever? Yeah, I remember that well. That's just not the case Why anymore. Is it anyway, so quiet. I don't know. I was just thinking that if they contacted the bricklayers, they could get a good start. No, my, my that'd be great. Mike isn't going to like can this. I, Mark. Can I, a serious question though? Let me ask you that. Oh, go ahead. Do you really think Brick, bricklayers.org? Niece aside, because that's personal. Honestly, do you think this, like, whatever, let's call it Gen Z, are they more independent or less independent? Because you said the independence, but then again. What our ideas of they, independence are, they don't have in the same way, but they are, they're also so much more connected because of social media. Is it they're, real they're connection? Le- 
I mean, yeah, it's because you read stories where it's like, well, they can't uh, have a that's like a, saying face to face conversation. But I, your niece, like that's you said, like was saying holding steel court. and glass aren't nature. Of course, they're nature. Everything's out of nature, right? So to me, it's you know, it's funny. My my uh, my wife works at the University of Michigan. She's been there for a long, long time, and um, not as a not as a teacher, but in support staff. And she has, especially the last five, six years, she comes home sometimes and talks about her interactions with all the students. And she's like, we're going to be okay. These kids are polite. They're, you know, the way they hold doors, the way they, the eye contact, the way they talk, the way, the the confidence. I know there's a lot of anxiety out among young people, but there's also some other stuff that goes with that that's really, really good. And I just, uh, I, I, you know, Mark, excuse me, Mike might like that because it's U of M. But I experienced the same thing at Michigan State. Hmm. You know, it's just uh, I, I I think the I think we're going to be okay. These young folks are they care they care they care about a lot of different things. They really right, care. Okay. Sometimes they care too much. Well, maybe that's true, but you'd well, that's rather Gen have, X talking. You'd you'd rather have that though. But they really care. That you know, our ideas of independence and what we might call toughness and mental toughness and all that. Maybe it's different. They just okay. It appears a lot. Not all of them, but. My eyes usually see it through the prism of what's being posted on social media, which is a very warped version of that generation. But they seem to dismiss anything about the way things were done. And I'm a big believer in, yeah, you don't keep doing something just because it's been done that way, if there's a better way to do something. But automatically, because if a previous generation or something did something some way, doesn't mean that it's wrong either. No, for sure. They did. Did that make any sense when I said? No, I like no. They, maybe, maybe they're over relying on what they th- consider evolution. Think about our rower who used to sit with us. Um, sure. Um, Keely or Kay- Kaylee. Kaylee. No. Right. No. Kalina. Kaylee. Kaylee. Oh boy, it's been, been too long. Yes. You, she was what nineteen when she first. Yes. I mean, think about how she sounded. She, how she, she even she even ragged on her own generation. <laughs> No, but just do you remember what her presence and the way she that that yeah, oh yeah that's fairly representative of my experience with with and now my kids are that age more they're a little older now but yeah I I only say that because I was watching um, the thirty for thirty on Bill Walton fantastic thirty for thirty and he starts talking about his parents and just how awesome they were and how much he loved his parents and how great they were and how much they helped him and very appreciative. And it kind of hit me. It's like, wow, because usually when you watch stuff now about people, they talk about how much their parents just mess them up and kind of rag on their parents. And I'm like, is this is this where it's going? I, I think know. my parents did a pretty good job. I get the sense that I get the sense that we're we're closer than ever as families. People okay. are people are living longer at home. There, there's a, our the well, way it's not very independent. The way we've changed. No, no, no. But the way we've changed our our laws and our regular our, not our regulations, but our codes, city codes, local codes about accessory dwellings. We're we're starting to pile on top of each other in the best way again. We have this hundred year blip where we in this country, the rest of the world stayed together for generations for all of time. We said no, screw that. You got to go out and show this, and now we're coming back a little bit. Now economics and COVID have forced that's kind that, of the, the American way, right? To yeah, but that's changing a little bit. And I don't think, and I don't think that's terrible either. I, what's wrong with staying, wanting to stay near? And you know, when I lived in Tokyo, our next door neighbors had four generations in town. Sure, right? Yeah, not everybody's afforded the ability to. Yeah, exactly. Go do so, that, but so, to each his own. I think plenty of young youngsters love their parents and. You know, I mean, right. so stop complaining about him. It's not all that. Right, way. ML. Sorry, I, I just, I think now we know why Sean moved to that castle in Liechtenstein because the, the <laughs> Liechtenstein. Japanese were crowding him. 
Yeah, right, right, right. Anyway, yeah, so that that's my Vegas story. And Sorry. that stolen uh, spree that he had. I'm done. <laughs> Sober bike. Uh, yeah, no, we're done. We're good. Vegas was Vegas was good. The work was good. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was fun. So, dare I ask, what's coming up on the Carlos and Sean? I have no idea. I'm off this week. Can't Carlos lead it? What the hell? Why? Wait, I know just because you're off, the like show's Mike off? Light. But, uh, you know. I wonder if... Just because the show's off, you're, or just because you're off, the show's off. No, the show's on. The show's oh, okay. On. No, that's Sean. He's saying if I'm not there, it just, just doesn't matter. Just no, the happen. show's on. It's nothing. He <laughs> just just turns his back on it and just walks away. No, no, no. You guys don't need me here either, so we're good. Well, as we as we hear the <laughs> we, musical style, like having you here, as you've as we've just proved the last few weeks, you didn't need me at all. We like having you here. We did very well in Canada without you. I will tell you, I, I know, don't think exactly. the Canadians like you. We hit 125 on the news commentary That's charts awesome, in Canada. That's awesome, by the way. I love those charts. So we uh, we got all A's. Young people don't know anything about charts, but we do. <laughs> so fuck young people. You're right. No, no one said that. Wow. Pedophiles say that, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> okay, well, on that note, uh, this is Max Prokop of uh, the Smiths United, Shasta Fox, and the King's English with a, a nice little, little musical interlude as we as we settle back in next week. Next week. Oh, I can't even tell you what's coming next week. It's going to be such a great show. I, I can't wait. To, to tease you would be unfair because if you wait. missed it, you'd feel even worse. I can't wait. So all I can do is encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter. That's at Elric. On Facebook, that's ML, no periods, Elric. Subscribe to the Free Press. Sean is back so you can see his great work. You can support <laughs> our investigations, and you can watch that great video put together by Kelly Jordan. And until next week... Our friend Cyrus knows what to do. He comes in to take us out. Can you dig that? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? ML. Mac 11. He's got a 30 round magazine. He's loaded to have one in the pipe. If you didn't do anything wrong and you weren't threatening anybody, why'd you run? Yeah, I really don't have an answer.